Welcome back to a very special episode of Andrew Says. You know they're all special. We've got Rob from Huey Media here, one of my favorite pages, and Josiah David from the Slightly Offensive Podcast and Show, I suppose. Podcast doesn't sound as professional, Josiah. What do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, I would consider it a show. Definitely more on the YouTube aesthetic for sure. When it's on audio, I feel like even this show, it, you, you just call it a podcast. When it's on video, we'll call it a show. Um, yeah. Thank you guys both for being here. Uh, I wanted to introduce you guys both to our Canadian audience who might not be familiar with you guys because I love both of what you guys do. Rob, I know a lot of your content. I know what you do. I just wanted to ask you on air, what exactly got you into this sort of stuff? Uh, to be honest with you, um, I didn't like, this isn't what I like plan to do in the beginning. I just like, since the, the, the Rona coverage, I was just like, dude, this is BS. Like the way that they're, you know, just like lying about and like twisting and fear mongering, um, with the news. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give my little twist on like what's going on. And yeah, just kept rolling with it since pretty much since uh shutdowns 2020 yeah i'd say you're the quintessential individual creator like a uh, content creator on your own i know you do basically everything yourself and put all your stuff out there and i love it josiah i first heard of you uh, i think a month ago i sent you a message or something like that just seeing you i really like the cut of your jib as they say how did you get involved working for uh, slightly offensive there Man, what an interesting story. Uh, so what had happened was I was out of high school because of COVID, and I was just listening to, uh, to political podcasts while I was cleaning pools because I had a job cleaning pools. And so um, I started listening to a lot of podcasts, and that's whenever You Are Here started. And I started watching You Are Here, and I would just catch Elijah saying the most weird things out of context. And I was like, I can't be the only one who finds this, like, funny so I started recording it and putting it on Instagram, and he really liked it and uh, wanted me to be his producer as soon as uh, Sav was moving into more of a journalistic um, career path. And so he out to Dallas, and that's how I became the producer. It's a crazy story. I can only imagine being that young and getting thrown into the lion's den like that. It must <laughs> be crazy. I want to talk to you guys about some American themes, of course, since you guys are both in the U.S., um, and I think, Josiah, we'll get to some of the Arizona elections. I'm pretty sure you're from there, right? Yeah. Um, the gas prices, though, Rob, I know you're on top of Biden all the time. He's one of your favorites. Uh, Great guy. <laughs> what do you think about this idea that, you know, Joe Biden and uh, what's her name? Uh, Jean P Kareem, Karima Jean-Pierre, they go out there. And now this guy from the Pentagon, too, they go out there after months of saying it's a Putin price hike. The gas prices are all his fault. And now it drops a little bit. Like, it's nowhere back to where it was before uh, 2022. And they're taking credit and they're, you know, sending out graphics and imagery all across the Internet about how much cheaper it is, even though it's only a few cents cheaper. And so they've gone up 100 percent, but they're going down 10 percent. But it's not by to uh, to. To, sorry to um, Putin's credit, so it's good when it's good when it comes down, but it's bad when it goes up, and it's Biden who's bringing it down. Do you think our think people are actually believing this story? Like when they go out there and like it's completely contradicting what they were saying just a few weeks ago. Do, do I think that people believe it? Yeah, is that your question? 
Yeah, I, I do. Sadly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, just look at where we're at. Like you don't get to this point, like unless you have like a compliant, really dumbed down society. And uh, yeah, that's the unfortunate truth. I just, I, I think these people believe literally anything at this point. So yeah, I do. Well, what do you think it says when they just are so brazenly willing willing to go out and say the opposite of what they said, like Putin's price hike, like I mentioned, and now it's all Joe Biden's, uh, it's all because of him that the prices are going down just slightly. Yeah, um, I just think, like, I, I think, like, everyday people will be like, yeah, that's ridiculous, but sadly, like, there's people that believe all of that like dude they're changing definitions of like recession to like fit their bs like dude like people they believe anything like like that's why we're at this point and um yeah i mean i hope people don't believe it but they do josiah being a young handsome man like yourself or people in your age demographic and we're gonna keep throwing to your age group here of course as us old men like to do uh do people in your age group even care about this stuff do you think it's even on their radar yeah so i think that my generation probably cares the most about it in an unhealthy way and i think that's why we're seeing my generation is either extremely gay or they're extremely right wing and it's it's kind of either one or the other, you know, and it's it's weird. I think the political climate has taken um, our culture, and because of that, we're seeing all of the kids involved in politics or involved in some form of LGBTQ leftist kind of ideology um, because it's it struck a chord with education so much. Olivia, let's keep it out of the three since we're having some harsh Canadian connection here uh, with Josiah. But no, I get what you're saying. that It's either complete, it, it can be completely one way or the other. Rob, I don't know how much you've um, taken from the other side in terms of how much interaction you have. And I want to talk about some of the debates you gone, go on in a second. But you were mentioning to me uh, some of the, like, the threats you were getting. Is this based off of when you go and talk to other people on other debates or is this just, you know, par for the course, you think, being a person who puts out content where base, I think you're just telling the truth and how you see it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I everything I say, I, like, I, I believe in. But my thing is just, like, we live in a, you know, a world where even, like, the truth is, like, controversial. Like, it's like <laughs> we're living in a time where if, if you speak the truth, it's controversial, especially in, like, a corporate setting. And then you got, like, you know lunatics and some you know extreme groups that like literally like give death threats over your opinion like it's like that's that's the time period we're living in right now let's talk about some of those debates you go on because you're one of the few people i know that can one actually get in to those debates without having people you know like deplatform him that's illegal and secondly one of the people who actually is willing to de- participate into these debates so I know you had one on a trans debate is recently one I was watching clips of you from, but I've seen you on other ones. What's the idea there? Are you going there to try to trigger? Are we trying to actually come to an agreement? I don't mind if you're there just to trigger, by the way. Uh, That's sort of my deal. But uh, what's that experience been like for you going on these other shows and these other uh, live streams like that? Well, a lot of it's from from TikTok. And uh, that's the thing. Like, I, I get my stuff 
like banned and, and like censored for doing it. Like, I'm on my 11th TikTok account now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I just like they'll have like on TikTok, they have like a background. It'll say like um, trans woman are woman or are the same as woman. Like, you know, just like uh, trans or, or um, LGBTQ ideology is OK for children. And like I'll see that stuff and like I'll be like, this just isn't true. I'm going to give my opinion on this and I join the live, I'll be like, yeah, like, you know, I respect your opinion, but uh, how is a trans woman the same as a woman? Like, I'll, I'll like genuinely like ask and then like they get furious, call me a transphobe. And then, yeah. And then a lot of times I, I usually end up getting the boot or kicked off of those uh, whenever I go live. So have you been? But yeah, I mean, I'm just just want to have a discussion with these people because I mean, their logic just isn't there, but yeah. <laughs> have you been able to sort of come to a, like a friendly disagreement on any of these issues with these people on there? Uh, it it depends. I mean, I've been on a lot of them at this point. So like, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, it's a, you know, it can be like, so, sometimes it's friendly and they'll be like, yeah, I see where you're coming from. But you know, most of the time it's like, these people are just, they end up just calling me a transphobe and a bigot and then, uh, and then cut me off. As we all know that you are. Just kidding, everybody. I'm just kidding. Rob, you're a wonderful <laughs> guy. Josiah, one of the reasons I brought you guys on at the same time is because I know that working uh, with Elijah and with uh, your company might have people just, just randomly uh, giving you, you know, a, a rough time for it. Um, have you experienced any of that yet? Is it still too early to tell? Or again, because of your age group, are people, you know, messaging you that you used to be friends with calling you a bigot or anything? Yeah, well, whenever I first had kind of came out of the political closet as a Trump supporter, um, I was in Arizona, and a lot of people there didn't really, I mean, at the time, they weren't super involved in politics, and it was typically always, like, women who would hate Trump the hardest, and it was it was never really any of my, my male friends, but then as soon as I started posting about, like, abortions and stuff, there was, was some backlash, but... The support really has outweighed the 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 hate, honestly, and and I I lost a lot of followers, I think slowly over like a thousand followers on Instagram from posting, and I got back like three thousand followers, and it's just kind of funny how that all works. Is just what the enemy takes away, God restores twofold. So I've been blessed. That's uh, that's a shirt idea. Let's uh, start selling that on a shirt. I. I support that. Um, I want to talk to you guys also about. I, I was just writing down a bunch of the the biggest topics from today because I haven't gotten a chance to speak with anyone about them. Pelosi to Taiwan. Now this is one of these confusing ones. I don't know how close you guys have been following it, so my apologies if it's not on the tip of your radar. But Rob, uh, Pelosi going to Taiwan has like so many facets to it. There's her husband buying the stock and then selling the stock in NVIDIA right before they go over. We've got Pelosi going over and people are saying that, you know, how great it is that somebody's going to Taiwan. And then you have Ishii going there to, you know, try to bump up the stock for these people that obviously dropped after they got exposed for buying it. Or is this just to give China an excuse to move in on Taiwan? What is your interpretation of all this? Do you have a hot take, young man? Oh, man. Are you talking to me? Or are yes, you to... I was referring to you okay. as young man this time, actually. So, <laughs> so, so this is my take. It just kind of, um, at the end of the day, assuming that this isn't staged, which it 
likely would not surprise me if it was, but assuming this isn't political theater, um, at the end of the day, Pelosi is 82 years old. And I just feel like, let's say that there, it's crucial that we get information from Taiwan for whatever reason, let's give the government the benefit of the doubt. It's like, is this really the best that we got to send Nancy Pelosi? Like the lady's like, I mean, looks like she's drunk out of her mind most of the time. And uh, yeah, it's just like, feel like we could do better than that, you know? And if she does go there and she does get crucial information, like, is she going to remember it is, is my thing. <laughs> like, this lady's, you know, just out of her mind. Like, I, I just feel like there's millions and millions of people in America. Like, this is the best that we got. I just think like, step out of politics for a second. Like, you know, like, we could just do better. Like whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you should be able to like say we could send someone that's not 82 years old, still is like cognitive over there. So, yeah. Well, do you think this, what information, are you referring to a specific type of information she's supposedly gathering? Well, uh, to be honest, I don't know. I, I heard the whole NVIDIA thing and I heard, uh, you know, the whole insider trading thing. But assuming that it's more than that, um, which I don't know, like, I feel we don't know the whole story. Like it could, like, it could be something deeper. I just don't know. But regardless of what it is, it's just like, we're risking pissing off Russia and China, which they already said that they're pissed off about the visit. Uh, so we're risking that to get like to send Nancy Pelosi and get her Intel. Like, I, it just doesn't seem worth the doesn't seem worth the trade off, but I don't know. I'm 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 not an expert, you know. I'm not one of those war experts that they like to call it. So she's I don't not know. your choice for talk. She's not your Jason Bourne, let's say. I guess we we can call it. Josiah, yeah. where do you stand on this? Are you believing any of the mainstream stories about it? Do you think it might be to just you know Tucker? And the reason I mentioned that is because Tucker Carlson the other day was basically alluding to the fact. I think, in my opinion, that. Um, She's going there to try to help the Chinese make a move on Taiwan, and that would be an excuse for them to move in on there. Do you have an opinion on this? That would make more sense to me, but, man, honestly, I feel like this is kind of those things where it's, let's put a let's put a woman there to Taiwan, like this battlefield, you know, there's stuff that's going on, and look, at it's more of like a woman empowerment thing to me. I, don't, I doubt that she's going to get anything positive done. By going there, and I think this is all just kind of to get eyes off of America. You know, I'm, I'm one of the America First guys. Like, why are we going to Taiwan? Why are we doing all the stuff? We need to figure out everything here first. And whenever we start figuring out things in America first, and our economy first, and start putting our citizens first, everything else kind of falls in line. And I mean, whenever Trump was in office, he did have more American First policies, and the world wasn't collapsing, and World War III wasn't on the brink of happening. I mean took care of North Korea while simultaneously still taking care of America, you know, policies and economic principles and stuff. And I think that this is all probably a psyop, like most of the things done by the regime is a psyop. Yeah, I've 
I feel like it came out of nowhere, and I feel like each time there is a big screw-up in America these days, they're going harder and faster with the things to kind of cover it up. And I mentioned that because I noticed after that horrible speech from Biden, I don't know where he was in front of a garbage dump or something, or a ravine, I don't remember, but when he <laughs> said that everybody he grew up with has cancer, like that huge gaffe, they're like, oh, he's got COVID now. And then he comes back and they're changing the word uh, recessions meaning, and everybody's like, they're literally changing the definition of this word now. Oh, he's got COVID again. And then he comes back and then, you know, all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi's going. There's this big story there as uh, we rebuild the wall. We're rebuilding the wall, everybody. Don't pay attention to that. She's all of a sudden going over there. So I think there's all these games that are constantly being played, and I think it's getting more and more obvious. And at this point, another half a bill to Ukraine gets sent over, and it's like they're going hard and fast and just, you know, the plane's going downward in a spiral, but they're going to keep pulling it up every notch they can for that extra second that they can buy to, you know, basically blow all your guys' money. And I say you guys because uh, I don't have to pay American taxes, I don't think. I should check in on that, but maybe <laughs> I do. Um, Rob, I wanted to ask you uh, furthermore about some of the stuff you, you create out there. And um, it, it's basically, do you find these memes that uh, I know that you like to do and comment on, do you think these are going to keep being more effective moving forward? Or do you think uh, that that people are, are clamoring for a bit more like written content? And I don't say this insultingly. I bring this up because I was, re I was, I was funny enough trying to look up where donuts originated from. And I click on an article. It's from like 2008. And it starts off with... Well, you know, when I was in the, mu the Smithsonian Museum last week, and I'm like, nobody's going to read this. I'm not going to read this. Do you see this as an effective way moving forward? Do, are, do you still think we're going to move forward with a meme war for the 2024 election? Or do you think there's going to have to be something more like satirical articles or, or some other form of media to sort of get the message across as, like, you know, they're banning the word groomer and stuff. You can't even tell the truth about anything. Do you have any predictions as to how they're going to start censoring things and how that gonna be, that's going to be counteracted? Yeah, so I just think that I think that people have short attention spans and it's only getting shorter, like, you know, the dumber that uh, society gets and just... Um, you know, just like people are on their phones all day. They want quick, like quick points. So I think, you know, the, the memes and the short form videos are, you know, always going to be effective. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, just all work. I mean, it depends on the person, really. The, the long form uh, is always going to be good for the people that, you know, there are still people that, you know, watch whole videos and lit, read whole articles. But uh, I would say the average person is uh, is pretty dumb. So you know you got to keep it keep it short. Rob, just telling it like it is. You're not going to win too many uh, too many left wing audiences with that one. I don't think you guys are just dumb. No, yeah, we've put an accent on you from henceforth. Josiah, uh, Mark Zuckerberg said he wants to make Instagram more like TikTok moving forward and Facebook more like it moving forward. You see Getter's already got that with their vision. I'm sure Twitter's going to try to do something like that. Do you think that's wise or do you think there's something else that's going to be like ahead of the curve coming up in these elections? And I keep asking about that because every time 2016 and 2020, they just find a different way to censor. First it was YouTube and then they wanted to take things off of Twitter and Facebook all day long. I feel like there's going to be some other move that they're going to have to do to completely stop a, a integral information coming up to key elections 
Yeah, um, it's gonna it's gonna happen. But here's the thing with the with the going back to the question about YouTube Shorts and Instagram competing with TikTok. Those that makes the most sense to me because YouTube has Shorts to compete with TikTok. YouTube's algorithm rewards Shorts, and YouTube's algorithm also rewards streaming. And so that means that YouTube's competing against Twitch, and they're trying to compete against TikTok. So they're basically trying to create uh, almost like a monopoly on where you're getting all of your information because TikTok is too rambunctious. You go on TikTok and see something stabbed. You can go on TikTok and see a three-year-old doing a WAP dance. It's too – they don't have enough control, and the technocrats don't like that. So they're trying to compete against all of these other platforms so that they can be the, the one place will go and see their – all of so that that way it's under their algorithm, under their little tyrants, and I think that I think that that's a bad thing. But on the other, on the flip side, I think that we know YouTube can't right now. YouTube isn't censorship. The algorithm new. They don't know how to do it really. So we can, as a as a right wing people, start taking advantage of these algorithms, getting the word out there, and we need to push people to our own platform. I mean, we have Blaze TV, which is a platform that has uncensored content where you guys can go and find us and Rumble is starting to expand more and more. And I think that we need to kind of get the message out right now while they can't censor it and take advantage of this algorithm, start live streaming, start putting up shorts, and then send them all to Rumble or send them all to Blaze TV and get them out of this, this technocratic tyranny. Yeah, I think there was a time leading up to the 2016 election where people start, were st sort of going towards more of a, let me go to this website sort of deal and it had a lot to do with Alex Jones and Infowars and I want to talk about that behind the paywall of course but I feel like people were starting to go towards that early internet style and Rob you're probably old enough to remember as well like the idea of going I these are the websites I go to every day or this is like a forum I go to I feel like everybody would benefit from going back to that sort of thing monetarily at least where you could support more creators but I think more creators are going back to that model you see Caitlin Bennett, for example, is almost completely off of YouTube. She has subscriptions on that. Blaze TV is a model, is subscription-based with, with clips online and some shows on YouTube. And, of course, we have our uh, Rebel News Plus. Daily Wire is, you know, creating this whole network behind a paywall. So I hope yeah. that everybody's not just going to keep going to YouTube moving forward. And I think the way that that happens is more competition. And that's why I try to like support Getter for better or for worse in the sense that it's an alternate space where they might you might not agree with everything they do, but they're more agreeable, I think, ideologically than Twitter or Facebook might be. And if there can be more competition from like Truth Social, for example, then I'm all for it because especially in a place like the video game world, more competition is always better. And when there isn't competition, you can look at any company like Electronic Arts or um, I forget who makes Call of Duty after they changed, but uh, less competition, they just mail it in. They just re start recycling the same old crap. And I feel yeah. like that's what a lot of the social media platforms do. And they just sort of copy each other. And there's not that much real competition going on between Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, guys, the GOP primaries, and I think some mayoral elections happened. Um, what's her name, Rob? Cherry uh, Lake. Carrie Lake, yes, but I'm thinking of uh, Megan McCain, who is upset by this. She's upset that, that people are going, quote, full mega and conspiracy theorists. Of course, she had to tag on to that. Um, is this the proper reaction? Should people be saying this is good? 
um, that were upsetting people like Meghan McCain that are establishment types? Or is that just sort of like a narrative that's being used to, to push these people? Um, honestly, I don't know enough about her response, but I, uh, um, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. But um, I do know that, you know, uh, who cares what Meghan McCain <laughs> thinks is, is my thoughts on that. Um, but I, I do think that, like, just, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of these elections, like this, with this whole mail-in BS, like, it, it, it's shady. Like, I don't care what side you're on. Like, it, it's like, we're in 2022. And we're still like mailing stuff to the government like the day after and stuff they're counting like it's like i just feel like we have things like blockchain and blockchain technology like we can't have a better voting system like i just feel like our voting system regardless of what party you're on is just outdated like it's it's i don't know it's just like we could do better than that well what i'm getting at is the idea that they're positioning some of these Republican candidates is non-establishment and that's how they're positioning Carrie Lake is she's going to piss off the the old rhinos do you think that's accurate or do you think it's now being used as like uh like a trademark to get more votes to say hey I'm anti-establishment guys vote for me because I can't I personally can't name uh, any of her policies or her beliefs and I could be wrong about this Josiah I'll go to you in a second but I, I feel like now it's the thing to do. I mean, Trump uh, <laughs> Trump endorsed two candidates like by the, by default by saying one name. It was two candidates of two guys who had the same first name and people didn't know who he meant. Like, is this sort of just like a, a thing now people say is that they're anti-establishment or like full mega or something, do you think? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And a Trump endorsement is just a check. You just write him a check off your campaign and say, can I be endorsed? It's just, it just costs money. I mean, Trump endorsements aren't, they're not, they're not really as legit as I think people make them seem. And I think the wave around the huge red wave is everybody's going to be using buzzwords like rhino or, you know, ultra MAGA or ultra super duper MAGA. It's like all of these weird words to show you're, I'm more patriotic than you. And it's just, it's, um, you, whenever it comes to policies, whenever it comes down to the votes, that's how we know. That's how we're able to sift them through, and we have to be quick on our feet and not get complacent with these career politicians to then sell their soul to, to China for money or sell their soul to the regime. And, and I think that that's, uh, that's how we do it. And you guys have to be quicker whenever you vote because if you see a policy that's voted that you know isn't voted how you wanted to, don't reelect them. And I know it's hard because you're complacent and it's easier for you to just elect somebody who's been in office for 12 years that you trust, but you have to get these people out of office and you have to find out who the real ones are and sift through the fake. I'm predicting a title for this video, something along, along the lines of people are dumb. Uh, a lot of positive, <laughs> a lot of positivity that's, that's here. All of the lot titles essentially. It's laughing at dumb TikTokers and the regime patriots are stupid. And, and the, the, <laughs> these are the titles, man. Well, I think we've looped back around to now where people don't care if you do stuff like that. Remember when it was Ben Shapiro Rex transgender student or something and then everybody was like oh this is a meme this is stupid now but i think we've gone full circle now where people are okay with huey media calls everybody dumb uh or something like that or rocks the foundation at a wawa gas station see that rob i know F pennsylvania references 
He's got Wawa down. Yeah, that's right. I love Wawa. <laughs> I, I feel like people are taking Arizona as a particular um, battleground for old Republican versus sort of like the new right. And I know uh, a guest on this program, Samira Armstrong, is running for mayor in Sedona. I keep looking for those results. I can't find them. So we'll just for actress. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that had a big um, effect down there, and she was battling with somebody else who I won't name ideologically, and it's all these little pockets of stuff where it's like old GOP wrestling with the new guys, and right down to the election scandal that happened, we had people who didn't want to count the votes versus people who were saying, no, we have to, why are we forgetting this? And I think you might end up seeing that happen in other states in the upcoming elections where, you know, some people are just willing to roll over and die, and other people are not. And I brought up Meghan McCain because she's sort of the, like the person who says every if you think there are election irregularities, then you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. And I'm not a big fan of hers, as you can tell. And um, there's a lot of people like that. And I think there's a lot more people, dare I say, like us, where we kind of just want to know what the truth is. We don't have to actually play these partisan games. Um, and speaking of truth, you guys, the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys, and I have about a few minutes left. Alex Jones is on trial. Do we want to talk about this? Josiah, can you legally talk about this? Oh, I, <laughs> I actually, I'm not even sure, honestly, with <laughs> with the contracts and how thick they are whenever you start getting into the media business. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, it's coming out today, allegedly, of course. It's always allegedly. The Patriots are in control. Um, but his... <laughs> The opposing lawyer is saying that Alex Jones's lawyer accidentally sent him a digital copy of everything on his phone. You know, like when you plug in a phone to your computer and you can basically read it like it's a drive. Apparently, the lawyer sent it all to the opposing lawyer, didn't get it wow. protected because I think when you submit something like by accident, it's not admissible as evidence. But they didn't. he's saying that they didn't protect, protect it. And now Alex Jones is allegedly, of course, according to this guy, the, the prosecuting lawyer, um, you know, catching him in lies, and Alex Jones is there saying he's having his Perry Mason moment. Um, do you, Rob, I'll go to you first. Do you think this is e even worth like paying attention to? Do you think it's going to affect Alex Jones anymore? Like, can he be double canceled or quadruple canceled? Well, here's the thing: it's just like the the way that I see all that is just like when you get with lawyers and like, obviously Alex Jones, like they're really going hard after conspiracy theorists because these conspiracy theorists have been right way more than the, than the experts these past few years. And Alex Jones is, you know, he's like, when you think conspiracy theorists, he's one of the goats of the conspiracy game. And he's a lot of times he's right. And uh, so they're going after him super hard and i saw that he admitted that it was like a hundred percent fake but i was a hundred percent real i meant mm -hmm. to say but i was thinking like at the end of the day like you're gonna he's probably going up against some of the like the best lawyers because they're going hard at this um i guess niche of conspiracy theorists and yeah i think he's just you know probably saying what they you know what they want to say just to um just because they have amazing lawyers and he's kind of in a, you know, it, a lot of that stuff is hard to prove. I mean, it, none of us will really ever know the truth about that. But personally, I, I think that I, I don't know what to think. Like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised either or like if that was real or if it was fake. Like, I do remember 
seeing some uh, seeing some sketchy things with that, but well, I don't know. I, I wanted Can't to refer to um, how the lawyer, like, allegedly, of course, we have to say all that crap, but allegedly, and I believe it completely, that uh, you have to say allegedly, legally, Joe Biden is the greatest president of all time with 80 trillion votes. Um, <laughs> that who knows what the lawyer is thinking. But the, the, the problem I see is there's a clip of this judge, the judge in the trial, saying, you know, Alex, just because you say things doesn't mean it's true. And, and I was kind of thinking, like, aren't you allowed to have an opinion? Like, is it a, like a man's not allowed to sit there and be like, this is my opinion. And like, I'm not telling you to do anything. Keep in mind, he did apologize like just days later when he got the legal warning of course and everything and you retracted it all it doesn't matter to them of course but i'm just saying they're thinking not even in a defense of alex jones that can't you just sit there and pontificate about a news story and yes it might cause emotional harm to people i don't know but it, the way the judge was speaking it seemed like like why are you like why is he so special is what i want to know like there's people that are better and worse than alex jones and why is he so special there's YouTube accounts and TikTok accounts with millions upon millions of followers who get more hits every day because they're uh, they're being pushed by the algorithm. You could have a person saying that they're, you know, a trans werewolf on TikTok at 5 million views a month. And, you know, th there's nothing conspiratorial about that. There's no medical misinformation thing about that. But uh, that's allowed. And and thank God it's allowed because it if I can't watch narrative. the... Yeah, exactly. If I can't watch werewolf TikTok... Fringe compilations, then I don't know what I'm going to do with my Sundays, Josiah. Um, I we have to get going, unfortunately. Josiah, anything else you wanted to close off with? Um, you know, I think that the reason why Alex is such a special case and why they are trying to take him down so much is because he's already been taken down before and before again and before that, and somehow he's still here. And so I think that they finally see somebody who has just as much fight in them as, as the regime wants to put, put all of their forces to take him down he just keeps coming back and so they're scared and he still has a platform that reaches people and he still has a crazy fan base i was just at a, a movie premiere for one of his newest movies that are going to come out and i mean the production on it's great the the documentary the, like the whole crew is just he really knows about this media stuff. He's been doing it for a long time. He knows the aesthetic. He knows how to pull people in. And so that's why they hate him is because they've tried to take him down. They've tried to pull his, you know, his website, and they just keep coming back stronger every single time. That's why they, they have to hit it in his pocketbook. They have to figure something out how to take away his money because that's how they'll take away your livelihood and try and make you quit. Josiah David from Slightly Offensive and Blave TV, thanks for joining me. They're claiming Alex Jones at one point on Infowars was making 800 grand a day, um, which was a claim uh, that they're, I guess they got from his phone Jeez. records. Rob from Huey Media, follow him on Instagram. Anything else you want to mention, Rob, before we let you go? Uh, yeah, just uh, I guess back on the um, Alex Jones point, it's just like imagine if they held the politicians to the same standard is Alex Jones. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say Alex Jones bats a thousand because I mean it's impossible to bat a thousand, but he's been right a lot, a lot more than you know than they want to give him credit for. And it's like these politicians just look at what they said um, about the the poke. I don't know. I don't want to say it on your thing. That's just... fine. We're behind the paywall now. You can call it an injection. Okay. You can so call so it the, the vaccine anti-vaxer <laughs> Rob from Human Media. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the garbage-ass vaccine, so happy I'm behind the paywall and can say that. The trash-ass vaccine that doesn't 
do any good. Um, these politicians were, I mean, just remember what they said in the beginning. Like they said, like, oh, if you catch, if you get this thing, you, you're good, you'll be safe. And then, and then people started getting sick, even though they got it. And they're like, oh, well, at least you didn't end up in the hospital. And then recently, uh, Dr. Burke said, like, yeah, like half and half are in the hospital. Like they keep changing the narrative and clearly like they're, you know, what they said originally is not true at all, but where where is the the lawsuits on them for all their misinformation that they pump to the public? It's never going to happen. We're never going to see Nancy Pelosi be sit in front of a, a judge about her trading habits. We're not going to see Hunter in front of a judge about his recording himself running naked into the ocean habits. I don't think we're going to see any of that. Um we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for joining me. We'll see Rob at a Wawa listening to CKY and all the other references I can think of from Pennsylvania. Thanks for joining me, you guys. Have a there good one. There we go. Thanks for having me. Always good. Send aside where they get to the stalling, house side where they get to the walking. No side for the people that's off in Rushland, my boy, you know that I'm talking. Hey, Rushland, my boy, you know that I'm talking. Hey, look, Rushland, my boy, you know that I'm. Inside. I don't trust a single soul inside Need to euthanize Sit on their ass while they loot the guys With their suits and ties We rip them off with the strength of gods If I see Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCarthy We fighting like Budokai Yeah